Welcome to the Own Your Choices, Own Your Life podcast. I am Marsha Van Weinsberg. I am a speaker, a coach, and a published author of the best-selling book, When She Stopped Asking Why. On this podcast, we will share tips, tools, and strategies used by our speakers to break through and overcome the challenges in their lives. I am on a mission to educate, empower, and inspire you to see that when you own your choices, you truly own your life. Let's dive right in. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Own Your Choices, Own Your Life. And today we are talking with Diane Geese. Diane is a personal coach, and she is a longtime friend of mine. So we've been friends for about 15 years. Our kids went to school together, and we've become even better friends over the past five, seven years. I would say during some of the height of difficult times in my life, Diane was definitely a friend who was there and it made a huge difference. It really did. She was very non-judgmental, lots of support, and I just am so grateful for her in my life. Now her life has taken a turn and she is in a story and dealing with the life changes that have come on her and how she shares her story and what she is doing with it now and the purpose that she has put to this story is just so incredible and powerful and I'm so proud of her and so grateful to call her a friend. Diane is an international best-selling author, a facilitator, and a coach who specializes in personal development training through custom-tailored workshops, luncheon learns, and keynote speaking. She's actually a graduate of a social work program where she really has dedicated her life to understanding human behavior. And we all know how powerful it is to give that advice when we learn those lessons in personal development. And as we go through that, it's another to have to take our own advice and actually apply it to our life. And yes, that is not easy. It isn't easy, but we learn how to do it and we learn the impact that it can have. She is the founder and creative director of Elite Wellness Getaways. And that is what where we are past crossed again as I watched her traveling all over the place running these wellness getaways and it just looked so incredible. It also came at a price where I know she was very tired and um, you know, her health had taken a little bit of a backseat just because she was so busy doing what she loved. But we dive into so many personal details here that it's just, it's so powerful. Honestly, it truly is. We talk about the power of receiving. We talk about overcoming fear and doubt and which emotion is driving the wheels. We talk about people coming into our lives and who leaves and making space for others. We talk about paying it forward and surrendering and letting go of what we don't have control over. She gives us lots of tips on how to do that in the moment and how to really truly overcome fear. And she is taking her story now and paying that forward by sharing the journey with you so that you can see what she has gone through and what she's learned. And I cannot wait for you to listen to this episode because she is in the middle of her treatment right now. And I'll let her go over the story. So this is not an easy time for her. And I so honor her time and energy that she has given to all of us to be a part of her journey because she absolutely refuses to be a statistic she really does. And it's really this journey of learning how to listen to your internal voice and how to 
let go of the constant chatter, right? There's constant external noise and chatter. It's always there, but we decide how much effort or we decide how much uh, volume we give that and how much power we give those voices. They're always there. And the more we focus on them, the more we will focus on the negative side, on the fear, on the doubt, all of those things. But when we can really tune in and listen to our internal voice, our intuition, we can create a new positive story. And then from that, we watch doubt and fear disappear. They lose their power. So I'm just really, really proud of Diane. And I'm so grateful to call her a friend. And I know what she is doing is going to impact so many other people on her journey. So listen in, tune in and share with us some of your takeaways. You will love this call. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Own Your Choices, Own Your Life. And today I am really thrilled to be interviewing a good friend of mine, Diane Geese. Diane and I have gone back a number of years, we were just discussing this offline, with our kids growing up, probably 15 plus years, but I would say in, for sure in the last five to seven years, we've become even closer friends and just we seem to be on that same wavelength, if I can say that. I think that we have the same kind of thinking. And if you've listened to this show long enough, you will hear me talk about my journey and things that I have gone through. And Diane was always one of those people that there was zero judgment. There was absolutely zero judgment. And I have always been super grateful for that. So we are here today to honor Diane and her story. Welcome to the show today. Thank you so much, Marsha. You're awesome. I just, I'm just thrilled to have you here. I'm thrilled for you to have the space to dive into your story and to be able to share with everyone. So if it's okay with you, I want to jump into a few questions first so people can get a chance to know you. Absolutely. Okay. Where are you from? So I am born and raised pretty much in Waterloo. Uh, yep. Awesome. Been here this whole time. Um, you are your reader. Sorry, say again. Are you a reader? I am a reader. I have been more so now in the last several months uh, mm -hmm. than ever before, but yes, I am a reader. And do you have um, a book or one book that sticks out in your head that is, um, has been impactful for you? Oh my goodness. Yeah, I, I've got several. Um, I think the one that, well, there's two. One in particular is called Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon um. Hill. Mm -hmm. And he talks about fear and uh, that's, you know, been, it, it resonates with me just because of everything that's been going on in my life in the last nine, 10 months. Mm -hmm. um, but one that has impacted me probably more than any that, that I can say offhand, it's called Be, Feel, Think and Do. And it's by, oh. by Anne Barube, Barube and she impacted my life so intensely it felt when I was reading the book that she was actually sitting in my living room that I was mm. talking to her rather than actually reading the book so it 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 really impacted my life um just her message and and uh what she had to offer so oh beautiful I do not know that one it's called be fail think and do. do yeah it's literally she talks a lot about um, how we, you know, we, we start off our life by just being, you know, we're mm -hmm. little and we just do whatever we want. And somewhere along the line, we're programmed to start thinking and then we overthink 
and you start making choices based on things that you think you should do or think it should, how it should be. And she said the moment that she switched from thinking to just being, mm-hmm. um, everything fell into place. She oh, would that's be, a beautiful and then concept. she would feel, mm-hmm. and then she would think, and then she would do. And it's just beautiful the way she, she talks about her life oh. and how that transition. Yeah, beautiful book. Beautiful Thank book. you for sharing that. I have not heard of that one. And I do have quite a little library of books over here as I look at them. Definitely. Your, would it would be a favorite quote of yours? Oh, my goodness. Okay, so it's cheesy. Cheesy is good. Cheesy. It's from the movie Serendipity, which mm-hmm. serendipity is one of my most favorite words. Uh, but anyway, um, it's... The, the quote is, life is a tapestry of events mm-hmm. that culminate in an exquisite sublime plan. And that to me is everything. Mm-hmm. Your life is a tapestry of events. Everything that happens to you belongs to you. And it's, it's designed to create this, this big picture. And it's done in an, in, in an orderly fashion. There are no mistakes so my absolute favorite quote, I have it everywhere. You have that everywhere. Mm-hmm. I love that you said there's no mistakes. And we're obviously going to get into that in your story, because I think that's, that is a sticky point for some people, right? Feeling that there's, again, falling victim, falling, yes. that there's, yes, that's a really yes. big sticky point. No yeah. mistakes. So yeah. I, yeah, I definitely. There are no mistakes, no coincidences. Everything good and bad that happens to you in your life is designed to teach you something. Yeah. Okay. I can't not wait to dive into this. (laughs) Do you have a favorite mentor? And it can be somebody, you know, or somebody you don't know. It can be somebody that, Oh, gee, I have a, I have a personal, my own personal coach. I love him to death. He kicks my butt Mm -hmm. every day. Um, uh, he does not allow me to go into dark places. Uh, you know, he doesn't believe in fear, uh, or doubt. Um, but yeah, so I have a personal coach, but do you know what, uh, bigger than that, uh, Michelle Obama, Oprah Winfrey, I think yeah. they're probably on the top list of so many people, right? Um, they're exquisite. They're beautiful women mm-hmm. who have lives. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my goodness gracious. Just hey. Can I tell you how many times Michelle Obama's name has come up in that question alone on this podcast? I can't even tell you. I just imagine. I think she truly, yeah, Mm -hmm. and her book, right? And Mm -hmm. probably it's come up as well. It has. Yeah, she's a a beautiful woman that impacts lives and uh, is definitely an incredible role model. So yeah, I'd say- that's the thing right we can have mentors that maybe people that we've known or people we've grown up with but but we can have we can impact people we're never going to meet like we might impact our so our messages i think that's a great example of how our message goes way further than we could ever imagine like it just can impact i mean i swear when you talked about the the book like the first time i read daring greatly i felt like Brene was reading it to me like, I'm like, oh, she wrote this for me. Like, right. I, that's how, right. how right. much in my face it felt. Yes. So if it's meant for us and we take that in, we can, and I, I say to this day, she definitely is a mentor who has impacted my life by changing how I think. And as soon as I could change how I think, then everything else could change. I agree. 100%. Mm-hmm. 100%. So you have had, um, I know you've had a, you've had a, a tough few months. 
And, but I, if there's something that I'm always so impressed and amazed by you, and it's that outlook that it is, you know, it's our story is what we make of it. And there could be anger and resentment, and I'm not saying there wasn't, but there could be anger and resentment and it's what we choose to look at it, how we choose to see it, and then what we choose to do with it. So I would love it if wherever you feel comfortable, if you would like to dive into, tell us, you know, who you are, kind of what you've gone through and where you are today. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know what, Marsha, I, I do believe that stories change lives and everybody has one. And, um, and so I'm so grateful that you've given me the opportunity to share mine. And hopefully, even if one person hears this and it resonates with them and changes their life, then, then my job is done. And, and, it makes, and it gives my journey a purpose, which is exactly what I've been wanting to do. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, my journey kind of began in January of this year. And I started off, you know, the whole new year thing where, you know, you say, oh, this year is going to be amazing. And particularly it was my 50th, uh, going into my fifth decade of life. It was going to be the big grandiose. Uh, you know, I wanted to do something epic. I wanted something grandiose. I, I wanted to leave my mark. I didn't necessarily want to have a big, everybody's like, oh, we're going to have a big birthday party. I said, no, no, I want to do something. I want to leave a mark uh, to, 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 you know, to celebrate the 50th. And so soon after, you know, it was January 3rd, I had a massive attack and uh, ended up in the hospital via um, ambulance. And mm -hmm. they, it was an abdominal issue and they didn't know what it was, several tests. And they said, you know, we think you just have an infection. So we're going to give you some antibiotics. And I said, okay, just take away the pain and, and I'll be good. Mm -hmm. And so a week later I was in the hospital for a week and they released me and I, <clears throat> excuse me, went home with antibiotics. And a couple of weeks later I was back to my normal self and I was grateful that I was better and um, started training again because I was I decided I was going to do um, the big epic ride for cancer in June um, oh. for you know, the Toronto to Niagara, which mm -hmm. that was my big training goal. And so off I went and kind of didn't think twice about my illness, thought whatever it was, it was off we go and thank you for my health and, and I'm good. So a couple weeks after that, I had landed in the hospital again and only this time it was way worse and they had said that I had a 10 centimeter abscess in my abdomen and they weren't sure where it was coming from mm -hmm. so um to kind of shorten the story I spent in total um in and out of hospital between January and May a total of six weeks in the hospital mm -hmm. um eight ct scans later five ultrasounds two drains in my abdomen so that they could drain this so-called abscess that they weren't sure where it was coming from. I had a laparoscopic cleanse. So they said, let's clean out your abdomen. That'll make the infection better. Uh, five weeks worth of, or sorry, five months worth of antibiotics. Uh, then I had an emergency surgery removing 12 inches of my large bowel, including my appendix. Uh, and the final uh, grandioso um, diagnosis of colon cancer. So that diagnosis actually came two days after my 50th birthday, which I actually celebrated in the hospital. Um, you were in the hospital for your birthday. I was. So it wasn't exactly how I planned this big 50th. No. And I'm when sure. I said I wanted something epic, I, uh, I wasn't 
quite thinking along this line. So this was definitely epic and grandiose, uh, mm -hmm. the diagnosis of cancer. And you know what, Marcia, like after the big WTF moment where I went, Holy of God, are you kidding me right now? Why me? Um, mm -hmm. you call out to the universe, the God, your God, your, why does this happen? Of yes. course, the fear, the doubt, what's going to happen next. Um, I, I kind of gave my head a shake and said, all right, what am I going to do now? And being a speaker and talking to large companies and schools and coaching and telling people all the time that nothing happens to you, it happens for you. I had to now take that advice <laughs> and walk the walk. I was like, crap, I need to really, I need to oh god i'm not I, laughing at you you I, know I, i'm not but i, I know, know what it's like that all of a sudden you're like okay so let's just see how this advice is to actually swallow and exactly. use exactly right? and it was a large pill to swallow i thought damn this message is easier delivered than to yes. actually right yes. and i thought all right this is it i i need to walk the walk and what is this what is this all about why did this happen to me and do you want to know something fascinating? And this is now going into now almost 10 months of really reflecting mm -hmm. and having nothing but time on my hands. But the interesting thing is, is that I'm a huge follower of, like, I believe very much in the, the laws of the universe. I believe mm -hmm. in the laws of attraction, you know, the law of attraction. And last year I had been traveling so much every second month I was working at the hospital. I was doing talks. I was coaching my kids while they were away in school. I was constantly like, I just didn't seem to have time. Yeah. And I remember clearly having a meltdown and saying, God, universe, all the powers above, I need time. I need time to figure out what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Please grant me some time. And, um, that's basically what I had been given. I'd been given these small messages all along the way. I hadn't felt good in mm -hmm. 2018. I'd been given kind of pains here and there to slow down. And I said, you know what? I've got things to do. I don't have time to slow down. It'll be, you know, it'll be fine. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it, it really took this to stop me in my tracks to take away everything. I haven't been working since February. Mm -hmm. So I've been granted the time, the gift of time. You didn't ask how to no. have more time. No. And, and I mean, if you're listening to this, you might, have, you might just think that's a strange thing to say. Diane and I have had these conversations many, many times. And it's like, sometimes we have to be very careful what we kind of put out into the universe. Right. So, you know, if a person is along that thinking then, and here's the whole mindset. I mean, this is everybody to each their own and how they think and what this is. But do you feel in a way that you were given, you were given this time in the space of cancer? Like, did you have any time where you were angry, resentful? Um, the why me's, did you have, did you have moments of time like that? In oh gosh. And absolutely. how, I, I figured you did. Oh, I just wanted, I'm I just want human. I thank you for woman. clarifying because yes, I did listening. not just go I did not just go oh I know. This, the diagnosis came in and I was like oh well thank you very much I 
I, <laughs> no. I know you no, didn't. No. I just wanted to clarify in case somebody listening was like, what the heck? Like, how'd yeah, you do that? Yeah, did you just go, oh, well, thank you for the gift. That was awesome. No. That was great. No, that, that came uh, several, several months later. Mm-hmm. Uh, believe me when I say, and this is why I've started this whole new um, chapter of my life where I say to people, join me on my journey to you know, overcoming fear. It, mm-hmm. It's a journey. It's a constant. And I wake up some mornings where I gasp for air. So absolutely, I still feel the fear. But the difference is that I, I take that fear and put it aside. Mm-hmm. I recognize it. I acknowledge it. I thank it. Um, but I put it aside because it is a choice that I make. I can continue on with this fear during the day, or mm-hmm. I can change my way of thinking and look at where is the gift in all of this. And I know this sounds so bizarre and some people might go, are you kidding me, woman? I know, I know. You're gonna, no matter what, Diane, you're gonna ruffle feathers because some people will not get this. This is yes. not how they think. But if you're listening and here's the, here, I just wanna drop this into just this moment if this is okay is that if you're listening and you're thinking like, this is crazy, how can you possibly look at cancer that way? How do you get to that space to do that? There's also a lot of years of back personal development work that you have done that I know that you have done. And yes, you went through the emotions. Yes, you felt the pain, the the anger, the resentment and all those things. But then you said the key word, you got to a point where you had to decide and make a choice that how am I going to approach this further? Like, what am I going to do with this? Right. And can I also add to this? And and this is piecing things together. And if anybody is listening, you know, whoever's listening right now, understand this, that it your job is to now look back and piece things together and go, oh my God. <laughs> so here's the thing. I, I told you last year that I, I'd asked for time. I have definitely been granted it. Maybe not the way I'd planned, but that, yeah. that wasn't my, right? right? It was, I had been given messages, but I didn't listen. So it was like, okay, here we go. Mm-hmm. The other thing that's very impactful that I want to share with everybody is, and this is, no, again, no coincidence. It's not a coincidence. It's not an accident. It, this had to happen this way. There was no other way. One thing that I struggled with all my life was the need to be more. I needed to be more. I, and, and that whole worthiness thing. Am I worthy of, of success? Am I worthy of people loving me? Am I worthy of all of this? And am I enough? And I'd always questioned, am I enough? And it didn't matter what I did. I created a business and I had an amazing team and we were ready to go. And I kept saying to them, guys, it's not enough. It's just not enough. Mm-hmm. And so what had happened when I got ill, I had a group of friends, my coworkers at work and, and random people actually, but a, a, a select few actually came to the plate and they said, Dan, we want to help you. Um, you know, I hadn't been working. I was looking to seek alternative medicine as well on top of my chemo and it was $385 a hit. Like it was just not something, you know, you're not working. How do you do this? We don't have benefits. We have our own company anyway. So this group came together, they created a committee and they did a fundraiser like this big event. It was called a night with Diane. And I, Mm -hmm. and my immediate reaction was like, guys, no, like 
oh my gosh. And it was that feeling of, I'm not worthy of this. Are you kidding me? What, what are you doing? And people would come to constantly. And when I say constant, I mean daily. We love you. You have impacted our life. You have no idea how much we miss you. Um, things you said to me changed my life. Um, it was this constant reminder that I was enough. Mm -hmm. and, and it was incredible when this actual event happened. I thought to myself, okay, this will be fun. If like 20 people show, I'll be grateful. <laughs> it's not about, you know, I'm just, thank you so much. Oh my gosh. We had almost 200 people show mm -hmm. and almost $10,000. Oh, that is so beautiful. So and, beautiful. Right? Yes. And this is where you stop and truly have to, you have no choice, but to acknowledge the fact that there's something that I must have done in my life. Mm -hmm. That was good enough. That was enough. Mm -hmm. More with, than enough. More Let's... than enough mm -hmm. that I deserved this. Mm -hmm. And it humbled me mm -hmm. and it taught me how to graciously receive. It... Now, there's the key right there as well. Mm -hmm. You will not get things in life. You cannot manifest things in life if you do not know how to graciously receive. Right. And I did not know how. I had no idea that I did not know how to graciously receive. And I, I was taught I had no choice. I had no choice. People would come to me. I would get people with envelopes of money. And I, how do you accept that? I just didn't know how. Right? It, well, that's not something that we're taught. And, right. and I, I know that we've had this conversation many times and we had this very close to your event is that it's almost a case of like, I did, it's so uncomfortable. How do you accept yeah. that kind of, but you said it so beautifully is that you cannot, like you cannot manifest those things in your life if you cannot receive. And I always say you cannot give, like you, you cannot give, you can only give to the extent that you can receive. So if yes. you feel like we're giving, 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 but we can't actually receive anything, then we're kind of jumping out ourselves and others. Like we have to be able to receive and I love, like, I love when somebody compliments somebody and you can see how uncomfortable they get. And I look at them like square in the eyes and I said, try, say, try, thank you. Just say, thank you. Just say it. Yes. Just say it. You have to practice receiving it. And it's yes. so uncomfortable. Because your immediate reaction is, oh, well, no, well, no, this thing. Oh gosh, no. And you come up with reasons, yeah. right? Yes. And it was the same when they said this committee of friends Yes. said, we're doing this event. And I said, guys, no. And they said, no, you don't have a choice. So mm -hmm. I had to graciously just say, okay, and mm -hmm. be okay with it. And my goodness, what a lesson to learn how to graciously receive and say, thank you. But thank you is not even enough. It, it no. was, it was gone. It's gone beyond that. Now, what it has taught me is how to be humble. And when you're humble, you are able to give so much more. Mm -hmm. um, when you learn how to graciously receive, you learn that you are worthy of it as mm -hmm. well, which is a huge, huge lesson in life. And um, it, it's just been this incredible journey of understanding that when you know that you are enough, um, so much more of the world opens up to you and things come your way and you receive them. Yes. Um, but until, until you're able to do that, it, it's, 
and, and that's what needed to happen. There was people would compliment me all the time. I would get people say, Oh, you're a great speaker. I'd be like, Oh, well, thank you. Or I would do a workshop and they say, Oh, thank you. You did such a good job. You changed my life. I'd be like, Oh, okay. Thank you. But there's always that doubt. But when you learn how to graciously receive, you're also become very vulnerable, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's some vulnerability there that I can't explain. We always feel the need to make an excuse or make a reason or I don't know, whatever it is. It's an interesting thing because I know you're not alone. And I know that's something that a lot of people that we do struggle with is actually truly being able to receive. And you don't want to receive from a standpoint of them like, oh, okay, well, thanks. Like that's a, that's not receiving, right? We want to be in that space of like truly taking in what they're saying. Because I always think back that if I, if I turn and give you a compliment, I mean, I mean it. If you turn and you're like, hmm, this whole thing, like I don't even, so now all of a sudden you're telling me like I'm a liar. Like that's what happens. It becomes this case that you're like, you're just, you're, we don't mean it that way, but that's essentially what we're doing when we shut down compliments from others. And I think at the core of life, we are not meant to do it alone. We're just not. But as we've talked about many times, that it's the most difficult times of our life that we just retreat from the world and we hide. And in those moments, we can't receive because we're not even allowing anyone in. Like we're not allowing anyone in. So I can't even imagine like how much you have had to grow in a different way to be able to receive that help. But for these people to go together and organize this to the level that they did, for the size that they did, um, you, it's almost selfish to take it away from them, if I can say that. Uh, and I was just going to say that to you. And something here's another lesson in life is mm-hmm. my, my goal in life is to, I believe so much in paying it forward. I, I believe in yeah. giving. And so when I give, whether it's a compliment or whether it's, I don't know, make a meal for somebody or, or a get, I don't know, whatever it is, it would be a slap in the face for somebody to not receive it. Yes. And so who am I to not allow them to do that? And mm-hmm. so that's what that whole evening was about. And I made a, a speech and I said, you know, this evening might very well be about me, but truly I feel it's about all of you mm-hmm. and everything that they have done and how it makes them feel. And to me, that is the true way of living um, mm-hmm. where you you give, but you feel so darn good giving and make that other person then want to give and and so goes the world. That's how the, the world goes around. Right. And Absolutely. so that was another lesson for me when I kept fighting and saying, guys, no. And I thought, well, who am I to take this away from them? That's just a slap in the face. And it, it is a slap in the face. And I thank you for saying that. And I think that's so important. I think it's also, I mean, can we just be even more vulnerable for a second? Is that you did need to receive that help. You did need to receive that help on a personal, on a supportive level, on a like, right? Like it's, I mean, I'm sure you can look at it and go, I don't know where I'd be without what these people have done for the last few months. Like they have done, it sounds like from all levels, from sitting with you during during treatments to showing up to dinners to like the things that they have done have made, at least made this journey uh, even if it's a hair easier for you. Can I say that? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just, it's interesting to watch how or what it does for others to be able to do that for me. So right. from, like you said, from sitting in my treatments and holding my hand, I have one that 
she she'll cry with me and mm. she um just feels better knowing that she was there with me um wow that makes me feel good like mm -hmm. um oh, i had more my crew, good feelings right good feelings all the way around right? right yeah but i had my my crew at work at the hospital um you know it's tense there they're stressed and they're bickering and they're um they're constantly just to each his own and i had one of my coworkers tearfully say to me you know what diane since this has happened to you we've all gathered around together and focused on you and how can we work together on helping mm -hmm. you get better so you can come back to us mm -hmm. and almost like it took away that bickering i mean there's still the odd here and there but for the most part they all came together and mm -hmm. and felt this need to focus on doing something and i'll tell you it brought me to tears because i thought to myself if that's what this has done to others then holy crap what a gift again mm -hmm. how, how do you call cancer a gift i i mean odd but honestly something this extreme had to happen mm -hmm. in order for this kind of a shift to happen so i think i think you asked you have so many questions so many things there that that sparked that i want to ask questions for but i think one thing first i want to say is is that you how do you call cancer a gift it's, it's a perspective thing. It's what yeah. you're choosing to focus on. It's what you're choosing to look at. Um, again, just so anybody listening here, like it takes time to get to that space. It takes right. time. It takes time to move through the emotions, to be able to like really like just absorb everything that has happened and work through those emotions. But it does take time, right? That's a, that's absolutely. Mm -hmm. And here's the difference. And you're right, Marsha, to, to make it clear, this isn't a, 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 Hey, this is, you know, that I wake up and, and go, Oh my goodness gracious. No. I feel no, this is the, the difference being is that when I do face my fear and doubt, which mm -hmm. I do, uh, every time I go to my oncologist and every time I see my surgeon, cause they're all about statistics and they're all about prognosis and mm -hmm. it's always doing and gloomy. And, but when I do face, when I have that fear and doubt, the difference now is that I'm able to recognize it and almost make it into, how shall I say, I give it a form. Like it's like I'm faced with an ind some individual whose, you know, fear is this body in front of me that is trying to scare me, is trying to bully me. Mm -hmm. And I will physically and verbally say to this fear, you can back off right now because I'm in control. Oh. You, can, you can hang out, but you need to keep quiet. Mm -hmm. So that's the difference between now and what was before when my fear took over and it would govern my every thought, my every move. Uh, I was paralyzed. Uh, of course, you, you, you question, you make, you ask the, I don't know, the most negative random questions. Mm -hmm. um, that's fear taking control. So if I could say anything, if I could leave a message or help anybody that's experiencing any fear or doubt, give it a form, give it a name if you have to, and face it. Mm -hmm. Would you let this, this thing mm -hmm. bully your kid? No. No. What would you say to it? Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Mama Bear would come out and go, um, you can back off right now. <laughs> Uh, get the hell out or I'll do some business here. Right. And that's how I, and that's how I yeah. face it. 
And the other thing that I want to also strongly say that I've learned over this whole journey of mine is not to fight it. My most favorite word right now is to, is surrender, Mm. surrender to the process, surrender to the process. Don't fight what you fight will come back at you. It's the law. It's, Mm -hmm. it's the law of action and reaction. Like it's, it's, you know what I mean? Like it'll come back to you. Whatever what you, you resist, persist. Persist, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so I don't like to use the term fighting. I'm not fighting cancer. I, in fact, I don't have cancer. I'm, I'm clear. I am I'm a perfect, I'm healthy. Um, so I'm not fighting it. I am surrendering to the process and I'm learning the lessons out of all of this. These were definitely lessons that I needed to learn. And uh, holy moly, have I ever. It's, there's so many things, so many, you have so much value nuggets there for everybody. And I really find that surrendering, I mean, I, I say it was probably the last lesson that I learned and God, I wish it had been the first one, but it wasn't. And because I think we have to learn it when there isn't another option left. And it's that you sit there and you're like, okay, I've tried, like, here's my box. I've checked off everything. I've done this. I've done this. I've done this. And Oh, I'm still stuck in the same emotions, the same feeling, the same frustrations, the same resentment, the same anger. So this is not working. Like this is just not working. So that's where as humans, we have to come to a space and say, okay, I can continue to do it my way out of pride and get nowhere. Or I could maybe look at doing it differently. And when you're a type A driven person, we've discussed this before that surrender feels like quitting. It's not quitting, right? It's not, it's not quitting. So what do you, what would you give people as a, your own personal definition of surrender? It, Oh gosh, Hmm. what would my personal definition of surrender be? It would be just allowing for the process to show itself, to present itself. There's, Mm -hmm. like I said, life is a tapestry of events. Mm -hmm. So allow the event to unfold and watch what happens. Mm -hmm. Um, When you surrender to that, you are accepting. Mm -hmm. Um, You are okay with how it's going to play out and you have faith that everything is going to happen the way it is supposed to happen for all good Mm -hmm. Um, and i do believe that i think that this journey of mine is going to do some some good um yeah i have no doubt i have no doubt i know you enough that i i have no doubt before i jump into the impact that you want to do with your story i know that you know a big part of your journey is overcoming fear and, and and really not journey, your journey of overcoming fear and what you're doing with that. And something you said earlier that I just wrote down that I really wanted to just make sure I covered, because I know that you can elaborate on that is like who we can either let fear or doubt or faith like drive the wheel. They both don't get to drive the wheel at the same time, one or the other. So have you, do you ever have like little mantras or little talks or little things you've done with yourself where you're like, no, not this way. Stop thinking this way. I used to have little mantras I used to say to myself and it was like, Marsha, like you have to let this go. This is just yeah. not yours. That This is all fear driven. What you're doing now is fear driven and it doesn't take you where you want to go. Mm-hmm. So you have to change. So how do you get yourself out of the fear 
headspace or energy when, especially probably in the early days, but yeah. just now, if you have those books, now, how do you do that? Yeah. Yeah. So I recently discovered this incredible speaker. I don't know if you know her, Mel Robbins. Oh, I love Mel Robbins. Oh, oh my yeah. goodness. She just, yeah. there's another, she came across my feed. Um, yeah. You know, I, I'd asked the universe, I said, give me someone else that I, I mean, I follow so many people. She is amazing. So are you familiar with her five second, the five, yep. four, three, two, one? Yep. I thought, oh my God, this is freaking brilliant. And she calls it, you know, she does. She goes, this is a stupid thing, but it works. And it works. And it works. So this is what I do. Um, I feel the fear. I feel the doubt and I will say five, four, three, two, one surrender. Hmm. And, and I feel like I've just released whatever it is that I was feeling. Here's the thing. Fear is a thought. I will stop and say to myself, what am I now thinking of? I'll recognize what my thought is and I'll say five, four, three, two, one surrender. Mm-hmm. And, um, that seems to really take things on a, you know, take it to a different level. I'm mm-hmm. not saying, oh my gosh, I'm not saying that I don't still, sometimes it takes a few tries. Sometimes you're like, shit, it didn't work. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> let's do it again. Five, four, three, two, one. Okay. I'm not being clear. Five, four, yes. three, two, one. And so that's what it takes, right? Yes. And so, Oh my gosh, I'm human. I'm scared. I have these fears and I question myself. And mm-hmm. I, and the other thing too, is I'll say to myself, what are the external noises right now? Because that's what created the thought. And that's what creates the fear. You heard something, you saw something, you remembered something. It creates a thought. What is that thought? Because that thought is automatically what creates the fear mm. and the doubt. And honest to goodness, anxiety, fear, doubt, whatever it is that you're feeling, it starts from a thought. So if you can, if you, you know, sometimes I say to my kids, they'll they'll be experiencing anxiety and I'll say, what are you thinking? They're like, I don't know. I say, yes, you do. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. You just, you're just more focused on the fear, the, Mm -hmm. the, the anxiety, that, that feeling, Mm -hmm. that gross feeling. So stop and think, what is the thought? If you can discover what the thought is, you can do the five, four, three, two, one surrender, mm-hmm. surrender to the process, get rid of the thought and the fear will go away. I love it. Absolutely yeah. love that. That's a, there's some great, great, great tips there for other people. Cause it, just to know that, you know, you're going to get stuck. You get stuck. I get stuck. It happens all the time. But I always say what used to take me out of the knees for a week is a little bit of a speed bump now. It's like yeah. I, it happens and I'm like, okay, Marsha, no, just stop. This is not the right way to do it. And I right. literally can talk myself through that. That's practice, right? That's practice. Right. And the other reason is to be honest, completely honest, selfishly, I don't want to stay in those emotions. Right. Like I could spiral down here faster than you could ever imagine. Once I get stuck in those emotions, it's just vroom, then I'm down now. Well, and you know what that is, Marsha too. And I think you'll probably agree with me. I think when you are vulnerable and feel weak and you're, you're scared and you go into those, that dark moment. I think there's that subconscious feeling that somebody's going to come and pamper you or comfort you or take care of you or because fix we it. fix it mm-hmm. because we don't feel we can. Mm-hmm. And so it's so much easier to stay there. And subconsciously, I think, I, again, I don't think it's a conscious thing that you're like, okay, somebody come fix this. But I really believe that that's mm-hmm. just human behavior. That's just, 
you, you don't feel strong enough to fix it. So it's easier to stay in that dark moment, that fear, that doubt, somebody will, somebody will fix it for you. Mm -hmm. And I think that you're not giving yourself enough credit. I think, I think we as individuals have the ability to fix anything um, within us. We have it all within us. Yes. Um, but again, you, you, you have messages that tell you that you can't, mm -hmm. uh, you have experiences from the past that tell you that you can't do this. You're too weak. Uh, you don't have what it takes, right? <laughs> There's all kinds of validation. If we look for it again, it goes back to what are we looking for? Are we going to focus on all the things that we have not done? Right. Whatever you want to call that. Um, are we going to focus on the things we have done and our mind will see what we let it to because it's a thought, right? It's yep. a thought it's real. And we focus on that. So if we want to do something differently, we have to change those thoughts. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's so, it, it, you know, it sounds easy, but it's, it's difficult, mm -hmm. but you know, on a, you know, just a, a perfect example of, of how quickly you can change your thought is, you know, I always say to people, you know, you go on YouTube and you look at little um, furry kittens playing with puppies and they're tossing and turning. And don't you just automatically have that fuzzy feeling? And you're like, yes. Oh my God, I want to squeeze them. And I just want to, Oh my goodness. I want to eat them all up. Right. <laughs> yes. And so there, and, and within two seconds, you can flip on a, a video of something being slaughtered and auto automatically you're like, Oh God. And fear and anxiety and grossness kicks in. How does yes. that happen? It's because it's, it just changed our thought. It's mm -hmm. what we visually see. And in our daily lives, we see, hear, taste, feel, touch things that, that, that's just external noise that mm -hmm. creates that thought, right? That's so, a great example. I love, thank you for saying that is that external noise and recognizing it. I think that's a really good point. I really yeah. do. Yeah. Um, you, and I want to ask this question only cause I know you and I know, um, I think it's important for people to maybe hear it from this perspective. I know you've had people who've come into your life that you weren't expecting. I know you've had people leave who you weren't, you weren't expecting. And so I know that that has been like a bit of a roller coaster. Um, what do knowing where you are right now? I know that you've grown through this. And I know you've gone through, like grown through this, this, these emotions, and this experience, what would you recommend for somebody who has a friend who is dealing with this? Like what kinds of things do I think, I believe that sometimes people leave because they don't know what to say and yeah. that's making it about them. And there's no judgment there whatsoever. I had, I've openly said that many times I had people who just walked, they were just gone. Yeah. Yeah. And, but then I had incredible people who came in that I, where they come from. I wasn't expecting yeah. that. Yes. So I think I just was just wanted to touch on this that like what if you can if there's anything you can add to that or experience yeah. wise I think it would be good for people to hear. Yeah, you know what, Marsha, that it's huge. It you're right. I've had um, I've I've lost a few that I thought for sure would be yeah. there. Um, and here's the thing, like you said, you hit it dead on. Some people don't know how to handle it and oh. make it about themselves. Um, and that's okay. I, mm -hmm. I'm the best advice that I can give is to say, don't make it about you. Like you, it's, this isn't about you. Like if they walk, they walk because they don't know what to do. Yeah. Um, and that's okay. I send them blessing. I send them love and it's okay. I believe that everybody is in your life at this mm -hmm. very moment 
mm-hmm. for a reason. And if they're not in your life, that, that there's a reason for that as well. And that's okay. So I have no hard feelings at all. Mm-hmm. I have things to focus on right now. I need to get myself better. And I am grateful for each and every person that comes into my life. And you know what? Even the ones that aren't in my life that I thought maybe would be, mm-hmm. um, I'm sure from afar, they think of me and maybe whatever. And that's wonderful too. But mm-hmm. please, whoever, if you are going through this and this has happened to you, don't have hard feelings because it's, it's not about you. Um, there's no room in this world for hard feelings, um, especially when you're going through a tough time, right? You just take oh. Yeah. 100%. You have to like you, I, right now, I always say in, in general sense, our energy is gold, right? Like what we do, our energy is what gets us through the day. It helps us to see opportunities, go after opportunities, create things in our life, see other people. It's all energy. So if we are at difficult times in our life, we only have X amount. It's like, I always say it's like having a water bottle that has like a quarter of a cup in it. And if that's all you have in the cup, you can choose to spend your day angry and resentful at all the people who have walked and all the things that gone wrong or be angry at that, but you're never going to fill your cup enough to help you through those next stages because you have nothing left. So where does your energy go? Right. And you're absolutely right. The the energy is critical right now um, in Mm -hmm. my case, and I am very sensitive to, um, to energy. I just am. So I, I'll be around people. And if there's too much negativity, I just walk. Like I, I can't, I, I'm just like, yo, I have no, I got nothing. I got to go. In the past, I probably could have tolerated, but I'm like, I'm sorry. Like I got to go. You know what? Can I just ask you that though? This is because I know you, I want sorry to interrupt. I want to ask this part here is that you can do that from a space of knowing that that's your choice, not that there's something wrong with them. Yes. Does that make sense? Absolutely. There's you choose nothing. not to be around it. I yeah. just choose. I'm not yeah. judging. I'm like, no, if I know you want to be in that space, you be in that space. But I just, right now I can't, I can't tolerate mm. it because I have an X amount of energy that needs to be put in towards my healing, my getting better. Yes. And then also, um, giving off the positive energy for other people as well that want it. Some people don't want it. That's okay too. So mm-hmm. I think the key is, yeah, it's just staying focused on what, what is my purpose? What, what do I want here? And, and staying, yeah, very, very laser focused and not yeah. worrying about the other stuff that's happening around. It's going to happen. It yeah. will. Yeah. That is, so now I've watched you, you have started, um, more publicly sharing your story. And the other thing you have done is, is that you are highlighting different stories of people you are meeting in treatment and it's beautiful. Like you are Mm. putting, I just love the positivity. I love the focus and what you're doing with it. It's, I just think it's really powerful. What impact would you like to leave with people? from your story? Like what impact would you like to leave or what impact or difference would you like to make in the world because of your story? Oh my gosh. I dream of this. I, I, my goal in life has always been to help people see, um, that they, they have a voice. They, Mm -hmm. um, like you said, they own their own choices. They, they have that within them. Um, 
the impact that I want, I, I want people to understand that the whole thing about nothing happens to you, it happens for you. Um, take everything in your life and find the gift in it, regardless mm-hmm. of how tragic it may be. Lord knows I've had my share of tragedy. I think our last podcast, you and I had, and we talked about the loss of my stepson, Jay, who took his life um, tragically and very, like we did. He was young. Yeah, he was young. Yeah, he was 29. And he took his life, left a five-month-old baby. Um, It was tragic. And how do you get over that? How do you, and I learned that it's not, it was his time. Like it was something that he decided and everybody has a time that they have here on earth. And so, yeah, I took, I took that and gave him a voice Mm -hmm. and I talk about him and how his, you know, how he impacted my life. And so, yeah, everything in your life happens for a reason. And I know it's a hard pill to swallow, but really truly look at it and whatever it is that comes out of it comes out of it but make the most out of Mm -hmm. of what what you're given um and you know my latest i talk to people and in my talks and i say how our life is kind of like a quilt and you know how quilts are made up of individual squares and sometimes if you take that one individual square before it's kind of added to the whole thing you might look at that square and go i that's gross like that's an I don't like that color what is that color it's like a diarrhea greeny color I don't like it (laughs) right yeah but but when you put it with the other squares it complements the other square next to it and once that whole quilt is designed you look at it you step back and you say wow what a masterpiece it is Mm. and you don't even know where that diarrhea green square is and so it that's blends like and it's part of it the blends picture and, and it complements the next yeah. one and that's exactly what your life should be like what you're going through right now might be crappy and diarrhea greeny and not liking it right you look <laughs> at it and go, what the hell is this but i promise you it's going to it's going to be attached to another event and another event and another event so that eventually you can step back and look at your life and go, wow, what a masterpiece. And you're not even going to see, like what you're living right now is hard maybe, but I promise that in the big picture, your big, you know, um, your life is, is truly uh, this big quilt that it's a masterpiece. And so that's what I look forward to is this is just a part of my journey. And one day I'm going to step back and look at my life as this big masterpiece and go, where, where is that little thing green. that happened? Where's that, 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 that diarrhea green thing that happened to me? <laughs> where where is go? it? Right. Where'd it go? And, yeah. and that's how I hope to look at this um, experience that I refuse. I, I have a lot of time left. I have things to do. I have mm-hmm. lives to impact. I have people to love. Um, so this is just a, a little square in my quilt mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that uh, will be added and complement the next. So that's kind of, yeah. That's oh, I'm so proud of you for that. And I'm just so, I just, I know that that message will resonate with people because um, and maybe even help some people put life in a little bit more perspective, right? Not comparing because that doesn't take us anywhere, but it just sometimes helps to put a little bit in perspective 
And for some people where it's like, oh, that maybe that wasn't the worst thing that was happening to me. I thought it was, yeah. but it really wasn't. Yeah. And it just helps put it back in that perspective. So yes, perspective is everything, right? And oh. um, our, I always say perception is reality. Mm -hmm. So is. what is your, what is your perception? What is your, what do you, how are you looking at things um, through what set of glasses, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so that's, that's how it is. Sometimes you need a whole new set of lens. You need to change right. the lens completely because yep. that visual is just not working. And this is where it becomes so important that we surround ourselves with people who do see life with the lens that we are referring to. Because if you, again, if you are trying to be able to change that perspective and look at life differently and do those things, but everyone you surround yourself with is all doomsday, life sucks, this is, you know, shitty, then yeah. it's, it becomes 10 times harder for you to try and stay on that train of thought. So just like you mentioned books and all the things, the people we surround ourselves with, the energy that we are surrounding ourselves with all makes a difference in how we see life. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And you are always going to have external noise is what I call it. Mm. And you know what? Again, I look at my choice. Here's the thing. When I, when I had that conversation with Mark, that cancer survivor who was told he's not going to survive and he made a decision, he, he willed himself to health and no evidence of cancer. Um, I listened to him and the next day I go to my oncologist and they tell me statistics for me and I'm, now I have a choice. Who, I'm like, you know what? I think I like my conversation with Mark better and that's my choice. That's yes. how I'm going to look at things. Mm -hmm. You know what? It's so easy to just fall into that negative doom. doom and gloom and oh my God and what's going to happen. There's that fear and doubt again mm -hmm. because I've just created all these stories in my head. Yeah. But no, you know what? I've decided that I like, I like what Mark had to say. And so there's the key as well. Surround yourself with like-minded people who are upbeat and have that that positive outlook in life, right? Nice. Yeah. Where can people find you, follow you, connect with you? Where can they find you? So I have updated my uh, personal website um, nice. and it's going to, uh, it's now including blogs. Um, mm -hmm. So they can find me at www.dianegeese.com. Mm -hmm. Uh, and certainly connect with me that way. They'll get to know me a little more on who I am and what I do. And then I have my, uh, my business website as well, which is EW getaways, mm -hmm. but that's more, that's more on elite wellness. We, you know, the retreats and whatnot. I'd rather people go onto my Diane Geese website and follow my journey on overcoming fear and, and doubt. Um, I am on Facebook. I am on, uh, Instagram as well. Awesome. Um, so please, for sure, yeah, follow me there, and I'd love to get to know, um, uh, get to know everybody. And if there's any issues or concerns or questions, or mm -hmm. they can certainly find me there. So oh. I'm very active. I will make sure all that's in the information. Um, I I just honestly want to thank you, thank you, thank you for being as vulnerable and real as you did today, because I know that your words will land. And hopefully they will just land on someone who says, oh, I actually do want to look at this differently. I do want to see it differently. I didn't know how. You've given lots of tips. You've explained how it's changed your journey and what it's done to you. So I know that's not easy, but I, I can't think when I asked you, you're like, yep, yeah, sure, let's do it. And so it's just, you know, it's a case of there's a lot of people who wouldn't have even considered doing this now. 
And of course you did. So I'm just, I'm so grateful that you are in that space and taking your story and making a difference with it, which is really what this is all about, what my movement is all about, this podcast. And I just think that we all have stories and we can actually do something with them. And that changes everything. Yeah. And you know what, Marsha, let me say that I am grateful for you and your story and everything that you've gone through and all come out of it doing this. Um, Mm -hmm. You have created a platform for people to come and share their stories, which to me is absolutely amazing. So thank you for doing what you do and being (laughs) the awesome, awesome person that you are. So Um, here we go. Two lessons of receiving. Thank you. Yep. And thank you. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Thank you. I have one last question for you and it is what lesson in life are you most grateful for? Oh gosh, that's a loaded question. It is, isn't it? Now we're going to have to sit for another hour. I think. (laughs) (laughs) What lesson in life am I most grateful for? Mm -hmm. Um, It's whatever comes to you now. Just trust. It's, it's my learning how to graciously receive. Mm. That is my greatest lesson in life, Marsha, because I'm able to graciously receive. I'm able to see things differently. I'm now able to see that I am worthy of love and I am enough. Um, and it is okay to receive um, all of that. I didn't know how to. That yeah. is the greatest lesson for me in life in all of this, this whole journey of mine. Um, and I am forever, forever grateful. So what an absolutely beautiful, perfect answer. It really, mm. really is. So I can't thank you enough. I know that there's going to be tremendous value in this um, podcast for people. And I know that I will put all the information for where they can reach out and connect with you. But I just really, again, last time, I want to thank you so much for being vulnerable, for sharing your story. And you know, we are all sending you lots and lots and lots of good vibes to just continue to take care of you and do what you need to do and use that energy and that fuel to just make a difference with your story because it'll fuel you in ways you could have never, ever imagined. I look forward to that. And hopefully we'll do another podcast next year and I'll tell you exactly where things are. (laughs) It's a date. uh, It's a date. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. Until next time, remember when you own your choices, you truly own your life.